Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different, episode number four. Today, myself, Lisa Kosky, attorney and mediator, and my co-host, Kim Geiken, are interviewing Michelle Kanise. She is a well-known, hardworking attorney, works in the area of family law, and is going to give us some insight on how she works with mediation and when clients may need to have an advocate rather than, um, you know, going the road alone through a divorce. So stay tuned. We're so excited to have you here. This is the first official broadcast from the barn. Welcome. Today, I'm here with Kim Geiken, my lovely co-host who always has that client perspective along with the mediation perspective. And I'm very excited for a couple of reasons. One is we are actually sitting in my barn. So this is my first podcast from the barn, which this is kind of something that I have dreamed of, honest to God. Like this was always in the back of my mind. So I'm excited to be here. But I'm really excited about being here with Michelle Kanise. She is a busy attorney. I know that because I have seen her work on a lot of the paperwork that I do. She works in um, Minnesota and Wisconsin. And I know Michelle a little bit, but not really, really well. So today's episode, I want to get to know Michelle a little bit better, and I want listeners to be able to understand when you might need to just go to an attorney because, you know, we sing the praises of mediation and I love, obviously I love mediation. It's all that I do. I so highly believe in it, but I do not want to stab attorneys in the back because I work with them and they are needed. And so I think Michelle is going to give us some perspective on that. Um, She is a rising star, which is true (laughs) since 2011. And I, Um, actually it was so amazing. I was on a CLE and Michelle was teaching and I loved how she talked about, um, being a happy family law attorney by having values aligned with your clients. So I love that aspect, but I told Michelle that what we love to do on this podcast is to find out who you are and how you came to practice family law. Perfect. Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) So I um, started family law many, many years ago. Um, And the first case I ever had was a a volunteer case that I took with the Volunteer Lawyers Network out of um, Minneapolis. And I did just what I now would consider a simple divorce for a uh, a man who had been separated from his wife for many years, and he just wanted the paperwork done, essentially. Pretty simple. Um, we found his wife on the West Coast, got it done. They signed the paperwork. 
Um, but he was so incredibly grateful. I remember he called my phone after it was done and he was a hell's angel. <laughs> and he said to me, um, you know, I will, I'll take care of anybody you want me to. <laughs> I said, for the record, no, that's, that's not what I want, but I'm glad you're happy with the service. So, you know, <laughs> I had been doing business litigation um, right before that. And it was such a contrast to sort of just the the day-to-day, -day, you know, pushing paper and, and talking about money with clients. This guy was so grateful. And so after that, I decided to find a position in a family law firm, which I did. And so um, I started working over in Woodbury and have been doing family law ever since. That's that's a great story. I love that because it's not easy to be a family law attorney, but you that's are. Right. It's really emotional. Mm -hmm. um, but that's so great that yeah. he was appreciative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was quite the experience. You know, and I was going to tell you, I noticed too, you are also a mediator. Yes, I am qualified. I have not cultivated that side of my practice at this point, mm -hmm. um, but I am trained in it. And I actually took the long way to get to family law um, specific mediation training. So I did the general first. Yep, and I then, did that too. Yeah, a bridge course on top of it. Yeah. So a lot of training. Yep. It is a lot of training. Yes, it is. It and is it's good. So you, but you understand and you work with mediators. I think mm -hmm. I have mediated clients of yours. You have. St. Croix County. Yes, you have. And yeah. I was quite impressed. Well, thank you. <laughs> I know we had, um, there, there's some very high conflict cases that are out there. And I think, uh, there are certain mediators that are really skilled at, at kind of getting people to, to, to sort of the same level to at least have a good conversation. And mm -hmm. you're definitely skilled at that. I was, well, thank you. I was impressed. Uh, I appreciate that because <laughs> yeah. I love doing it. Yeah. But now, okay. So I have to ask you, so I, you know, I'm always like Susie sunshine and everyone needs <laughs> remediation, sure. you know, and, and I do like, I do, I have worked with clients who came into my office the day after they got the wife out of jail for punching the guy in the face. Mm -hmm. And they successfully mediated because they were both dedicated to the process. Now they both had attorneys too, mm -hmm. and they came to me. But I want to get your perspective on who would not, because mm -hmm. I, when I, I vet this out, when I do consultations, free consultations, I wanna make sure that I get, I'm giving them all the options. I talk about collaborative law. Yep. Um, and then I talk about mediation and I talk about how they can both you know, higher attorneys, but when do you see that as a very necessary? Sure. So, I mean, I think anytime you have a situation where there's a really um, wide power imbalance, I think that's a difficult spot to have mediation occur. You know, that can look like, you know, domestic violence between the two. Yeah. Um, that can look like just it's sort of a an emotional sort of intangible power struggle. Um, when, when, when one side feels like they're under the authority of the other, I don't know that mediation without some level of outside advocacy to kind of help, you know, bolster the weaker party. I don't know that that's going to be truly effective because I don't know that the weaker party is going to really, I totally um, agree. And, yeah. and um, that's when I work hand in hand with mm -hmm. attorneys and that's when we recommend but they don't always do it. Right. And so, oh, yeah. you know, well, and I've seen the, I've seen the, the product of some of that, um, you know, not from your office, but I've, I've had people come to me, they've mediated something and you can quickly tell, Oh, you know, the person approaching me is the one that really didn't have a voice here because from a legal perspective, 
what I'm looking at for their agreement is really not good. Um, and sometimes I've seen them come in the door where I'm asked to draft and I think there's no judge in the world that's going to approve this. So that ends up kind of blowing everything up because mm -hmm. now expectations have been set. They think they're done. And I look at it and say, oh my goodness, this is not going to work. And now I yep. have to pull it apart. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, that is one thing where I think you can be a mediator without being an attorney, but I think you have to, you know, like Kim is working with me. She is learning. She has been through a divorce. Mm -hmm. um, you do have to know what the law is. I feel like that is so important. And yes. yet you do not want to give advice. So it's a mm -hmm. fine line. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm glad that you brought that up because that just makes me better too, to you know, keep that in my mind. I, I, I a thousand percent agree with you. And, and to me, and I mean, kind of to your, your question about, you know, when you do these certain processes, I think, I think people sometimes mistakenly think that you're either in a court process or you're in a mediation process mm -hmm. and they're not mutually exclusive. You, you, I most traditionally do both, you know, it's right. So you kind of start out because you have to get some paperwork done. I mean, the court must be involved at some point yep. for your divorce to be final. So I'll get the, the, the process started, but I will say 90% of my cases go through mediation at some point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you have to, and um, certainly some people are lucky where we can just toss a few offers across the table and boom, we get it done. Yeah. But usually that's not the case. And I'm certainly not going to advocate for somebody to go straight to the courthouse, you know, if they haven't given ADR a shot. So right. we go to mediation. Right. Well, and I think you have to. Yes. You I do. mean, it's kind of a rule. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and Michelle, you would not be able. So if, if two couple or if a couple comes in and one of them, I guess, seeks you out, mm -hmm. you at that point typically are representing that client. But then could you also mediate for them? Um, you know, as, as a qualified neutral, I, I have the credentials to do that. Um, I'm not practicing that right now. Um, I really don't, um, mediate for people. I've handled cases where, you know, the, 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 the parties want to approach me and just use one attorney. That's their idea. Um, but I have to make re really clear what my role is. So I'm not mediating for them. I'm going to be representing one of them. Mm -hmm. And it's whichever one is the one that, that, that called me up and, and we put them through the process. Um, but I do make it really clear. The other side doesn't need an attorney for us to be able to talk to one another and work collaboratively or, or cooperatively. Um, certainly, I always say it's a good idea to get one because I'm, I'm not representing their interests. Um, and so I have to keep that role very clear. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't sit down in a conference room with, you know, paper in hand and, 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 and hammer out an agreement. And use your mediation skills. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, and I've, I've done that for, for many people and it's, and it's worked well, you know, but again, it's the right dynamic um, I think is what you need to have that function. And both people have to feel strong at the table. Mm -hmm. Can I ask, do mm -hmm. you feel like most of the clients that come to you are ready to fight because mm -hmm. that is, I feel like that is the world we live in. Yeah. Or do you feel like they are coming to you and they 
don't want to go to court and they want it to go smooth? Mm -hmm. Or is it 50-50? I just don't, I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. And I think if you ask different attorneys, you'll get different answers. Mm -hmm. um, we try at least to brand ourselves as, as being problem solvers, the, we being my firm. Um, and so I would hope that the people that are coming to us are coming to us for that purpose. Mm -hmm. um, I do have people that come in and want to you know, really stick it to the other side. And, and, and really in those situations, I try to kind of ask a lot of questions and kind of get to the bottom right. of what, what is that about? Because truly that's not an effective way to approach your divorce. Mm -hmm. um, and you're you know, not thinking straight when you're emotional, oh, geez, but you have to no. deal with it because it is <laughs> emotional. Yeah. It absolutely is. And, you know, that's part of what, what we do too, is trying to get to the bottom of those emotions because while they're there and, and they're part of this process, if they guide you and they drive you in the litigation, you're going to have a hard time getting through it, you know, efficiently. <laughs> okay. So I love that is a distinction with your practice. And mm -hmm. I love that because I have been to legal education courses mm -hmm. where they are telling the attorneys, you're not here to deal with their emotions. Oh, sure. And I thought, then <laughs> that's not how I work right. because you can't, do a divorce and not deal with that and get to what is at the heart of it so that you, because you can't come to an agreement. Yep. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you. And um, again, a lot of question asking is, is, is part of my process. Be, you know, again, there are emotions. We have to get through them so that, like I said, they're not guiding decisions. Um, we have to make good decisions, good kind of, I hate to say business decisions, but mm -hmm. that's sort of what we're doing. Uh -huh. yeah. But um, what are they informed by? And I've, I've, I'll, I'll give you a recent example where, you know, I had a, a case where, you know, this has been going on for a long time. I'm hired sort of midstream and there's a lot of just fighting over minutia and it just seems silly right on the surface. Well, why, why is this such an issue? And, and after I sat for a long time with my client, I, and asked a lot of questions, I realized she's not over the marriage. You know, right. she wants an apology and Fighting over the minutia kept her in contact with her yeah. ex-husband. So, you know, it, it it ended up where, yes, I was correct. And, and an apology is the way to get this case done, not fighting over the silver, it. you yeah. know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it absolutely is true. It's a hard, hard thing for people to get through in many, many cases. It, and I mean, it's hard in a good situation, you know, it but... Is. If people, this is, quote is so true, like no good marriage ever ended in divorce. Right. It's very true. So but it's so hard for people to sometimes just wrap their head around that concept. And, um, but I, I think it's so great as an attorney that you, you know, just being a compassionate human is mm -hmm. getting to the root cause, which is emotion. I mean, mm -hmm. but the end of the day, you are walking into a new contract. Yes. You know, marriage is entering a contract. Mm -hmm. Divorce is also entering one. So, you know, you got to yeah. go in with eyes wide open as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Well, that's such a good way to put it. But you're right. I think, um, you know, people, the other piece, the emotional side to look at, you know, kind of springing off what you're saying, Kim, is... Um, sometimes people are just so weary, you know, when they get to this spot of, of the actual divorce process, you know, 
oftentimes it's not something that people jump into just boom, my marriage is done and boom, I'm going to see a lawyer. I mean, that might take a long time. Um, and, and there's a lot of emotion that, that gets stirred up during that. So you might get somebody coming to you who's just done, Mm -hmm. you know, and they want to, they want to be done as quick as they can because they're so tired and they're willing to sacrifice retirement accounts, their, you know, their future essentially. Doesn't that make you nervous? Because I've actually (laughs) watched friends go through that and you're like, Oh, but you're not going to want, you're not going to want that in five years. Oh, absolutely. And I have to have that conversation sometimes with clients and, you know, at the end of the day, I will respect what they want to do. It's their life, not mine. But, um, I really see my job as, as helping them understand their options and really seeing the big picture and not just advocating for whatever they tell me they want. Mm-hmm. A lot of times clients don't know what they want. They really no. don't. Yes. Amen. You know? Yeah. And oftentimes people just do need options. Yeah. You know, and so like how we had uh, talked about earlier with the, the power struggle and the imbalance, you know, if you've got, I'm just for gender roles, let's say the man is in mm-hmm. power and control of the, the moneymaker and it's, she's been a stay at home wife and doesn't feel that she's necessarily contributed, you know, financially to something. Um, and she might not feel like she has any options or rights to anything. So if, if one party's feeling backed into a corner, it, you know, it's just, it's a feeling of powerlessness and how, how to pull yourself out of that hole that you have to have somebody helping you through that and advocating for you. And, you know, your life doesn't have to be over because of this. Well, and it's funny that you say that because I mean, my mission is that people heal through this. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. I want them to have integrity, to feel like they've done this the right way and to come Mm -hmm. out. And it's not like healing hurts, you know, it's it's hard, (laughs) but I want them to be able to know that they did it right and they did it well and then on the other side, when they're five years out, they can look back and go, oh, I'm so thankful because I'm still connected to him. If you have kids, mm-hmm. you know, like Kim, Kim is an amazing, yeah. I don't know if you know her story, but I don't know. She has, um, and we've told it on this podcast, but she um, and her ex have an amazing relationship. They, um, well, then my ex actually named the podcast. Yes, he did. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very, he, he also is into um, the process. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really, that's, that's really special. And and that's inspirational. I think, um, that's what we want to have for people, you know, and so many people, there's such a, a poor stigma around divorce, having to be a struggle, having to be a, a war zone. And, um, the more people I've talked with, you know, I think I I'm hoping it's shifting a little bit that, people are realizing like, eh, you mean it happens and you don't, nobody ever really wants to go into a marriage. Like, well, if it doesn't work out, we'll just get divorced. But (laughs) you know, I think if adults can agree that, you know, this isn't working out and it's not best for us, which ultimately if we've got kids, it's not best for our kids to see this either Mm -hmm. that they do it civilly and it it can still be good. Yep. Let me interject that often one party does not want it yeah mm-hmm. and still be good yeah. and it's still hard but you know that party has a little healing journey too it's mm-hmm. you know 
each person does. Mm -hmm. And it is not often that I have, even in people wanting to mediate, where they both want to do it. Yeah. There is one person that wants to hang on to the marriage. And I let them talk about it mm -hmm. and work through that because that's a piece of it. It yeah. actually is. It's difficult. Like, you know, so when I went to do the mediation thing, people are like, why would you want to do anything with divorce? It's like, Ick. Like who wants to talk about that? <laughs> like anything else. And until I come up with a better analogy, this is, this is where I'm at. It's like, nobody wants to go talk to a funeral director, but you're thankful when those compassionate people are there to help you through a difficult process. Mm -hmm. And I mean, divorce isn't death. I'm not, I'm not saying it like that, well, but it's, yeah, it's hard. There's people to help you through it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that for me is my goal on it, that I, I was fortunate to have a, a gentle divorce, I'll say, um, but to help people that it, it doesn't have to be terrible. It'll be hard, but you know, get through it. Well, that's very true. And I think you're right. It will be hard and, 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 and healing and picking up pieces is hard. Oh yeah. Um, and I think, you know, divorce can be hard in, in, a, in a few different ways. One being it can be hard because it's a tough fight and, and people are angry and they're going about it the wrong way. That makes it really hard. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But it's also hard when you do it the right way because yes. you're healing. And, and if you're doing that emotional work, then, you know, you're going to have a better outcome on the other side. I'm not talking about a balance sheet outcome. I'm talking right. about a holistic life experience yep. outcome. Yep. Um, but that also is very hard, but it's intentional. Um, and, you know, I, I, I hope my clients are, are in that boat where they're interested in being intentional about walking through their divorce, you know, and, and I want to give them resources to help them outside of the legal process. Um, mm -hmm. But then also I'll be their advocate in it. And, you know, at the end of the day, the decisions that we make in the legal process are going to impact the relationships they have afterwards. Mm -hmm. And our goal is to have them still be friends with their co-parent after this is Amen. done, you yeah. know? So sometimes that means we don't take, you know, the nuclear option and right. <laughs> charge into court. Let's really think through what that, ha what yeah. that does in, in five years or, or down the road. So um, having people think bigger picture, I think is also helpful to making sure they get things done the right way and can preserve relationships as much as possible. Even though, even though the marital relationship changes, it's still, it's still a relationship, yes. especially mm -hmm. when you have kids. Yep. Yep. For and sure. it never goes away. No, you know, people are like, Oh, I'm tied to her for 18 years. And <laughs> I've had this conversation with my kids. I'm like, listen, it is way more than 18 years. Like you're never, you are yeah. always going to be tied to somebody if you have kids with them. I mean, yeah. it, the weddings, it, the grandkids, grandkids, everything, yeah. graduations. I, I mean, yes. it was, and it's hard. It would be so hard to do that contentiously. And yet there's unfortunately mm -hmm. so many that are doing that. And, and I think a lot of it, like you have to somewhat decide to, you have to forgive for yourself, mm -hmm. you know, to move on. But, you know, I guess that's why there's therapists too. There, yeah. There's no, no short of awesome. clients yeah. out there. They are awesome. Mm -hmm. and they, are, they are highly recommended Absolutely. when you're going through difficult times like this. Mm -hmm. But um, Michelle, can you let people know how they can get a hold of you? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, we're we're a law firm, um, Kinesis Law. We're located in Woodbury, Minnesota, but we are servicing um, Minnesota and Wisconsin clients. Um, our website is um, and You have to spell it right. It's K-N-I-E-S-S, familylaw.com. Um, and then uh, our phone number is 651-964-2960. And uh, just give us a call. We offer free consults and would love to talk to people who are thinking about this. And I, I love, I feel like we are aligned Mm-hmm. in our in our beliefs and I love that even though we go about this different so mm-hmm. yes please connect with Michelle if you need an advocate and also please uh, check out Kosky Law website lisakosky.com um, you know I have a lot of information um, and there's other podcasts too to help people through this process so Thank you so much. I'm yes, so thankful thank to be you. wrapping up a podcast in the barn. Kim, thanks for joining us. Yes, nice meeting you. All right. Nice meeting you too. We'll see you next week.